Brooke, I have some big news. Okay. The Moms on Maui summer dates yes. are live. And this will be the last Moms on Maui of 2024. 2024. So super stoked about it. Yeah. And it's just an incredible experience. I mean, you can tell people about it more than <laughs> I can because I'm not allowed to you come. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so fun. It really is. So we've got um, two back-to-back weeks up of dates in July. So it's July 11 through 16 and then 18 through 23. So you can apply for which week works for you, mm-hmm. or you can apply and check both boxes and say either works. Yeah. I just want to be there. I'm just, I'm so excited about doing Moms on Maui again this year because obviously last year when I did it, it was great. It was fun. It was all the things. Yep. But I feel like since then, I have learned a lot and had some more ideas and I have some surprises up my sleeve and I'm just like, let's do it. Yeah, there are literally boxes of goodies around us right now now. for Moms on Maui. Yes. The the April ones that are coming out. Yes. The July dates are live. You can find those at walkandlove.com slash Moms on Maui or go to the show notes Mm -hmm. or just go to our website and click on Moms on Maui. Uh, Apply today because spots are extremely, extremely limited. Lemonated? Lemonated. Limited. Yes. Uh, So yeah, go apply today. Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about biblical fatherhood. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. I went cross. Nice. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, the Walk and Love podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I about emotions, rhythms, marriage, parenting, and faith. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a joy-filled life. And if you want to live a more joy-filled life, you are in the right place. Today's sponsor. I got two sponsors today. Oh, boy. Okay. First one is just a general reminder. Oh. Block it off in your calendars. Ask your mom or your mother-in-law or your father or your father-in-law to watch your kids. Really, a neighbor, a neighbor, almost a stranger. I probably wouldn't do the stranger. (laughs) Kidding, but I don't know. Well, I don't know what kind of. I don't know where you're meeting people. Exactly, Pam, Pam, (laughs) Pam, Pam, Pam. Pam. Yeah, Yeah. is your name Pam? Yeah. (laughs) Are you also a liar? (laughs) I've been known to bend the truth. (laughs) Dang it, Pam. (laughs) Um, mark your calendars, July 9th, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We are doing a marriage event with Josh and Christy Straub and hopefully some more friends. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be one day kind of in the morning. One day, all day. One day, morning till right before dinner to just like give you tools and uh, tools and encouragement to have better communication in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about Dr. Josh on this podcast so many times, but him and his wife will both be there and I'm stoked. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll I'm sorry. I already bought my ticket, even though they're not on sale yet. Nice. The tickets aren't on sale, so we're just giving you like a pre. Yeah, we're giving you the ability to line up the childcare, so, so that, that when you... the tickets go on sale, you don't go. Can we find somebody to watch yeah, our kids? You already that day? have. You're going to already have somebody. You're going to be your one step ahead, and they, Bam. you know, obviously, it's a venue, so space is limited. Um, so yeah, so July 9th. Uh, yeah. And then my second ad, I asked Chatty. Okay. So I can do one impression i can do one impression and one impression only okay and you know who it is i do know who okay it is. and so i asked <laughs> i said write an ad for a u.s made visual scheduler for kids called tiny rhythms yes. as the one person <laughs> oh, i can do my word. okay 
Okay. <laughs> you haven't done it. I haven't it done it in a long, long time, time, so I might by the end I might get there. Okay. Introducing Tiny Rhythms, the best American made visual scheduler for kids. I'm a big fan of winning, and believe me, folks, Tiny Rhythms is a total winner. <laughs> We're making You gotta go to YouTube. You gotta see the hands. <laughs> We're making scheduling great again, and we're doing it right here in the USA. <laughs> Are your kids' schedules all over the place? Is it hard to keep track of everything they have going on? Worry no more, because Tiny Rhythms is here to make your life tremendously easily easier. It's like beautiful, well-organized playground for your kids' activities. <laughs> Tiny Rhythms is 100% made in the U.S. because we know that when it comes to quality... Nothing beats American craftsmanship. <laughs> We're building a future for our children with the finest oh, materials, future. just like the incredible buildings I've built. It's called, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Trump Tower. It's like the Trump Tower of schedulers for kids. <laughs> it goes on and on. That's so uh, long. Please here, don't I'll, read the whole thing. I'll end with the last line. This is your chance to be a winner and make America organized again. Don't miss out <laughs> on this amazing opportunity. Get your hands on Tiny Rhythms today and let your kids experience the most tremendous visual scheduler on the market. Oh, my word. I'd be fascinated to know if if Chatty had to write that not as Donald Trump, how different would like, is it just the constant USA, America, and then make make great yeah, again? Yeah, because like, like, like if, if I just wrote it, read it normally, introducing Tiny Rhythms, the best best American-made visual scheduler for kids. I'm a big fan of winning, and believe me, folks, Tiny Rhythms is a total winner. Yeah, we're but I'm a big fan of winning. You don't say that. <laughs> we're making scheduling great again, and we're doing it right here in the <laughs> USA. Yeah, so it would yeah. change, but mm. that's the only impression I know how to do. Mm. Um, so I don't think I have any impressions. TinyRhythms.com. Do I? No, you don't. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to think about it? No, I, I thought about it. And the answer is hard. No, a, it's a, just a hard, hard. No. <laughs> okay. Let me get back to my notes. Okay. What's going on, babe? Tell me about your week. How was your week? Here, here is where I'm at with my week. So as we've said many times, we record the podcast on a Thursday. Yep. Thursday is also the last day in our week that we have our babysitter, Abby. Yep. So I have her do like a nice cleanup of the downstairs on Thursday as if it was our Friday tidy for when she used to be here on a Friday. Today, when I was writing the list of things for her to do for today's yeah. Friday tidy, which is actually Thursday, I erased last week's list that she had completed because I was like, how are we back to a Thursday? Where did the time go? It does feel... Did we... Like the week... Do anything like or did we do a lot? I think we I did like a lot. I actually feel like it is. I actually think it's that. I think we are, as we've talked about here, activate. We're activating. We're getting way more that laser. Like, that folk. was not an activated. Okay, ready. Activate. activate. There we go. Activate. Um, <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to stop. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> what have oh, I done? Oh no, for me is <laughs> right. What have we done? You'll be in the shower. Uh, like, oh gosh. <laughs> D. A scrub a dub dub. Don's in the tub. <laughs> Um, I wish I could do other impressions. They're so fun. I get why people who can do them. Oh man. Do them a lot. Yeah. So remember that famous, (laughs) this was like way back before reels, TikTok. (laughs) There's a guy that does a Biden impression on Instagram reels that I'm still, 
Oh yeah, that one's funny. No, I'm talking about way back before and there was like any short form content. There was just the guy who could do all the voices. Oh, yeah, like, this is a carpet. And he does the Morgan Freeman one, wall one wall. about carpet and a couple other Doing voices he can do. Doing what carpet does. Doing what carpet does. Oh, sweet cop. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and Yeah, anyway, that was anyways, that was my We're week. activated. I'm and activated. So I feel like. Means you're activated. I was erasing last week list. I'm like, so that means I didn't make Abby a list at all this week. We Bless are. Yeah, so like we came off a of Sabbath. We I, I think we had like a top ten Sabbaths ever on Saturday. Possibly, yeah. Uh, went to the beach, which is our normal thing here, and water was beautiful. There's like a nice big sandbar at our normal beach right now, which is fun. Makes it easier. It to only go out comes with the kids. like twice a year, um, and it was there. And so the girls, so June got to be able to practice boogie boarding because it was like perfect for that. Yeah. Um, I I I dug a hole. I dig a hole every Sabbath as like a. <laughs> It, the 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 digging of the hole, I got a great hole um, at the beach. At the beach, DJ's hole the, at the beach is, is the, huge. It's huge. Um, <laughs> it's the best return on investment. Oh, so if for you sure. want your kids, if you want to sit down at the beach, yeah, for maybe ten seconds, which I enjoy, um, the the digging of the hole is is the best. But it gets a little dicey. You have to determine. Where the hole is not going to get destroyed by, by the, the tide, yes, but it also needs to fill with water. Yes, you can do a dry hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But I prefer do not, do not finish that sentence. <laughs> I don't think I'm too far. I'm too far. Wow! 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 But wow, here's wow. the thing: <laughs> I will say that's all very true, and I'm just going to let people finish that sentence in their heads. Uh, is um. Where you're using a real shovel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no garbage, garbage plastic, plastic shovel, shovel at my Get feet. the sh- little short one or a big one, yeah. whatever. I've thought about buying another one. Um, anyways. But best people ret- can't help but comment on your yeah. hole. Older men <laughs> cannot help commenting on my hole at the beach. They walk by. Oh, you got a permit for that? Oh, yeah. wow. You're digging to China? Oh, that's quite the hole you got there. Thank you, sir. I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, your kids are playing in your hole. <laughs> this is a PG beach, sir. Um, Take your frisbee and get out of here. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> got you because yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Um, anyways. Sabbath was great. Sabbath was great. The, the water was great. The beach was beautiful. But my hole placement was perfect. Yes. It, it, got, it lasted a long time. It did. It was getting water. Fi- water was filling it. And it wasn't destroying it. Right. Um, and then we came back and, you know, showered, cleaned off, all that kind of stuff. And then Brooke and I took well, like... And then Daisy takes her afternoon Daisy takes nap. Daisy takes And we're like, hey, we'll maybe lay down for like 30 minutes. Should we drink our coffee or should we lay down first? So we picked laying down. The girls were going to watch a movie. And we like <laughs> like dead body slept. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Like just that... DBS. That, <laughs> that type of nap where you're just like, is that person dead? Like I woke up and I was just like... Where am I? It was like what? over two and a half hours. Oh man, it was so awesome and epic and amazing. Which was not the plan. Not the plan. And so but, it was. Hey, on Sabbath we don't really make plans. So right. that was queso good. Friday night, and so yeah, and then on Sunday we jumped into like we cleaned out the garage, we destroyed the office, but didn't put it back together. <laughs> um, uh, but we really I had every intention yeah. of putting everything back. But, but we, we realized the shelves we were hanging were metal, and they were the making, pegboard shelf, me, the metal pegboard shelves in the office sh- closet. 
were, it was so loud yeah. to hang them. And I was like, I'm not, it's not worth waking Daisy yeah. up over. So we just halted. And it's remained and it's halted. still mostly destroyed. Um, but yeah, I just feel like we have, we're, 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 we're having such great focused conversations on not just our business at the present, but our business for the future. Mm. Um, all the, the different things that we're doing and, and w- if they matter, why they matter mm-hmm. and how we're going to do them. And so, yeah, I just think the week has flown by because we've been super activated. Yeah. Um, which has felt really, really good. Activate. 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 Holy spirit. Activate. Um, so yeah. Um, one thing did happen though, um, <laughs> this week, which is, it's a little embarrassing. Was it? It was this week. But was it Saturday night or was it Sunday No, it was night? Sunday night. Sunday night. So okay. on Saturday, it, it's summer now here. I know it's not really summer, but it's coming. The we heat can feel it. The feels heat, like the UV, summer. And so on Saturday, almost all of us got summer, which rarely which hasn't happened in months. And so yeah. the UV has changed. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta, you know, we didn't recoat. And so we all were just like a little tender. A little toasty. And on Sunday night, Sunday we cleaned out the garage. We went to, we did church. We did all of our normal Sunday stuff. And Sunday night we go to bed and it's about two AM. Yeah. Give or take. And I wake up and my feet are so itchy because if anybody remembers some of the first episodes of when we moved here, I know that I was talking about our feet a lot because the change in the weather and then the amount of salt water you stand in, your feet become, I've never had dry feet like this in my life. Yeah. So So. I wake up, I'm like, you know, my back is a little burnt. Not like terrible sunburn, just like it's no, just tender. No, we were just a little red. And so, like, I wake up, I'm just like in discomfort. My feet are um, itchy, and so I, I'm like, all right, well, I, I'll just go put lotion on them. Yeah. So I stumble out of bed, uh, walk into the bathroom, which is attached to our bedroom, and I'm like, I know Brooke has lotion somewhere over here, and so I, you know, <laughs> find the bottle, and I'm like, it's dark, it's you know, I can't see anything. Right. So I squeeze a few pumps of lotion on my hands and I'm like, ah, this feels weird, whatever. And so I rub it on my feet and then I like, I'm like, this feels weird on my hands. So I like run a little bit of water on my hands and then I go lay back in bed and I'm laying there and I'm like, something doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right on my feet. My feet don't feel less dry. They feel like just, I'm, I, I can't describe the feeling. Sticky? Sticky, but it's not sticky because it's not like they're sticking to the sheets. They just feel like- Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> And so I'm like, was that lotion? <laughs> this is going through my head. Brooks sound asleep. Which is kind of shocking. Yeah. That I only then heard you the second time. Pretty light it. sleeper. Uh, my, my darling wife. And uh, <laughs> so I get back up and I walk back into the bathroom. And I, you know, again, I can't see anything. So I grab a bottle and then I take it into, we have like a room for the toilet. Right. Like a and separate door. So I open that door, shut that door, and then turn on the light. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, like, by I'm the like, light. oh, hand wash. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, I went to the sink, put like six pumps of soap, soap on my hands. Rubbed it on your <laughs> rubbed feet. Rubbed it in my feet and like on my and calves. And like back to the bed, got in, laid down, realized it wasn't good, got up. <laughs> Walked back across the towel floor. Looked at the bottle. Realized that I had the wrong thing. And they do look similar to my... That is true. 
You can buy them as a pack where you get the hand wash and the hand soap. From Beauty Counter. Link in the show notes. <laughs> They're um, great. But I'm out of the lotion. I only I have the soap left. It's a great product. <laughs> and I know that it was good for my feet. It's true. It, you know, I wasn't putting poison on my feet. Right. Clean products. Right. Wonderful. Yes. Huge. Um, but I wouldn't recommend using the hand soap mm, as, as a lotion. lotion. Yeah. Um, so, so again, so I turn off the light because I don't want to wake Brooke up. Too turn late. off the light to the toilet. Open the door back up, and now I'm blind because I just was. <laughs> so then I like put the bot, feel my way to the counter, put the bottle down, turn on, and then I'm like, I gotta wash my feet off. This is gonna drive me crazy. So then I find a towel, put the towel on the floor, mm-hmm. turn the water in the sink on, and then like hoist my foot up <laughs> one at a time and scrub the soap off. Oh my word! And then then that's what woke me up. I'm like, he's in the bathroom, and there's water. There's like a lot of water running. Is he, is he washing something? Like, it's yeah. not the shower. <laughs> Did he have an accident? Yeah, like, I didn't know what. And it kind of <laughs> took you a while. And then you finally walk back, back in, in and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> and you just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, I needed lotion, but I accidentally put soap on my feet. <laughs> so I'm like awake and laughing. Because here's the thing. When I'm woken up in the middle of the night, this is a big difference. This is. This is a huge. We've had lots of conversations, specifically with some friends about this. Yes. About. So I'll pose this question to you, listener. If you are woken up in the middle of the night, are you like totally out of it? Still kind of half asleep, even though you're awake, like you're like, whoa, like a true, where am I? What's going on? This is a good question for the community page. That's how TJ is. Yeah. Like, uh, like this morning. Daisy was fussing and Brooke was like, will you get her? And I was like, there's no way I'm getting out of this bed because I don't think I can. Right. Because I'm too asleep. And I was like, let's just see if she stops. And I fell back asleep. Yeah. Thankfully, she did stop. Right. Which in the moment, I don't want to be not helpful. Right. But I, my body is literally just not working. Right. My brain's not working. Like, it's the gluten, babe. Yeah. Um. So, so I was trying to explain, this was like weeks ago, to somebody that like, no, 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 like if I hear a noise outside or if, if I hear a kid crying on the monitor, like if I'm awake, like I'm awake, I'm like totally awake. And they're like, yeah, but like, and they're kind of like downplaying yeah. my awakeness. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm like, I'll say like I could give a presentation. I'm so awake. That was my example of how alert I am. Presentation awake. I'm, I'm bam. PowerPoint. So I start I'm washing awake. my feet off in the sink. You're presentation awake. I come yes. in back into bed. I'm laughing. I'm and, not laughing. And then you're like, well, I, I, my feet are dry. Well, now I realize that mine are dry so too. So you get up. So I get up. I go find the proper thing. I bring it back. <laughs> and, and, it, and I switched. Contain, I, I got like the body butter kind. Um, I thought it was right next to me. Um, so it just like the lids. Oh, it's over there. The lid screws off the top. It's not like a pump. And so I'm sitting at the edge of the bed. This is a lot of feet talk <laughs> after our whole talk. Um, I'm sitting at the bed, putting it on my feet. And I say to T... Hey, how did I phrase it? I said like, hey, I got, I got lotion for you. I think I said something like that. Meaning. To which he, mean, meaning, here, take this and put it on your feet. I will share with you. <laughs> no, no. To which half asleep dead TJ just throws his foot out the side of the cover. Bam, right into my face. Like, here I you go. I didn't kick you. It was no, just no, no. near you. But I was just like, that is not what I was. Okay. But I mean, you, I'm awake enough a, to give a presentation. I so, might as well put lotion on your feet. So yeah, that was that was me. That was this week. That was this week. Yeah. So my week was good. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend the foot lotion. <laughs> um, 
Because we did all the segments last week, I think we just sort of jump into the topic at hand. What That's fine. Think? Sure. Okay. So we are still going through the integrated notes, which we in the past have done all at once. And now we're really like kind of spreading them out so we can kind of just really think about really them. think about them. And so uh, the second session uh, that Jeremy, so Jeremy just taught and like, I, I've been texting some of the guys and some of his talks are like sh- uh, earth shattering to mm-hmm. us as individuals. Like Brooke and I kind of mentioned that last week or the week before that just like, it's making us think about really long-term things and yeah. not just so much sort of in the present, which I think is really, really good and 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 obviously and honestly sometimes missing from culture. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. So much of like, I mean, even if you think of the 24-hour news cycle, it is yeah. 24 hours or 12 hours or 10 yeah. minutes and something's trending and then it's gone. And we rarely are thinking of things in sort of long-term. So. Yeah. A lot of talks like that that really just kind of wrecked some guys in the group in the good way. In yeah. the in the in kind the of way you want to be wrecked. Holy Spirit moving type of way. Right. And we'll get into those. But but this one sort of touches on one of those aspects. Because mm. you asked me before when we were looking at the notes. I was like, like, this is this, this is, is the, the talk. talk. And, and then and I was it's like, oh, no, 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 wait, it's a separate talk. It's it's a separate talk. And so but uh, they're all it's almost like they're all integrated. <laughs> You're like the what's what's blinking guy? What's yeah. the gif or the yeah? Um, <laughs> so the talk on day two was was titled "Purify Your Definition of Fatherhood." Uh, Adam being the archetype archetype for man in their relationship with God, Abram being the archetype for fathers in their relationship with God. Abram, Abraham, um, did they both get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Right, you know, we talked about that, and so. Um, Abram isn't just, isn't a perfect father, but the perfect model of how God interacts with a father. Mm. Um, and so Jeremy through his study and reading and all this kind of stuff. Um, Jeremy's also a great follow on Instagram. (laughs) He's always putting out really good content. Anyways, three things we learn about fathers through Abraham training, constantly reinforcing his children in righteousness and justice. That mm. is our job as fathers Yeah, to continue to train our kids on what is righteous and what is just. Um, that, you know, kids saying that's mine. Mm. Those are <laughs> fatherhood moments to talk about righteousness and justice. And, yeah. and do moms jump in on that stuff? Absolutely. Again, it's not a black and white thing, but I do believe if we're purifying our definition of fatherhood, that responsibility should fall more on the father. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, why do you say that's not fair? We're constantly interacting with our kids about what's right and what's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always doing that. And that, yeah. that, and if you're not doing that as a dad, you need to step up and start to do it as a dad. Mm. It's hard. It's not fun. Right. <laughs> like I would rather play all the games that Bluey's dad gets to play with his kids, but yeah. there are times where you just can't. Yeah. Um, and then we need to have a proactive strategy on training our kids, which again, this has been a sort of a, a huge part of what integrated has taught Brooke and I that, we expect our kids to know how to brush their teeth and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And, and we get irritated the second they don't. Yeah. Or to get their shoes on and get out the door or yeah. to get dressed in the morning. And we never train them. Right. But if they're learning how to do a cartwheel. Yep. Or ride their of, bike. All or of a sudden, swim. we have a lot more patience and encouragement and we're there and we're present. We've never done this before. Yeah. Here's what it looks here's like. What it looks here's like. what it looks like. And steps. you're not going to get it every time. Life isn't fair. 
your sister got it easier. That's okay. We're yeah. still going to keep practicing. Like all yeah. that stuff. We're training them in righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we need to have a proactive strategy so that when we're saying, and, and, and some of the guys have totally gamified this, of just like, we're going to practice getting our shoes on. You're going to do it as fast as you can. Ready, set, go. Mm-hmm. And okay, put them back and we're going to do it again. Yeah. Put them back and we're going to do it again. Because that's how we train. Yeah. You know, we didn't, I didn't learn all the stuff at CrossFit on my first day. Right. It's been over a year now that yeah. I've slowly developed the skills and the ability to do some of that stuff. Mm. Um, even just with our jobs and our careers, we didn't know how to do all this video, social media stuff when we started. Yeah. And we've just developed the skills because we've practiced and we've tried and we've failed and we've tried and we've practiced and we've tried. <laughs> and so I think a lot of times with our kids, we don't see it that way. We aren't actively pursuing training our children. Right. We are with the the big things like reading, riding a bike, learning how to swim. And I'm not, those, those are good things. Right. But then we're not doing it with the putting silverware away or taking out the trash or. No, we're, we're just, just annoyed often, not always, but annoyed that it's like, haven't you, haven't you figured this out already? It's just taking out the trash. Yeah. Can't you just do it without complaining? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> lean into that instinct to see your kids progress. Uh, a lot of times that is in play and activities though, which mm-hmm. is fun. And that's the fun part about being a parent is you can use games and activities and things like that to train your kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, the shoe example is one of them. Like, <laughs> we're going to practice putting on our shoes today. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, yeah. we're going to yeah. 10 times fast. Yeah. Um, I totally believe yeah. that if you did that for like a month, yeah. not even every day, I just mean like if it was just like on the mental list of like, yeah, we're going to work on that, that it would make a difference. And we've definitely been working on that with the direction we give at bedtime. Mm, yeah. June and Sunny, I need you to go into your bathroom. I need you to grab your toothbrush. I need you to put toothpaste on it. I need you to get it wet. I need you to brush your teeth. <laughs> you know, like, and that is part of the training to them yeah. to know that that's when we say go brush your teeth, we're actually giving that's them a bunch of mean. steps. Yeah. Um, and we've, I've seen a huge difference in them in yeah. the last few months as we've kind of gone through that. Or before it was just, you know, saying brush your teeth, 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 brush your teeth. <laughs> And then, you know, finally losing my cool or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then a good dad doesn't, doesn't just put up with behavior. He trains his children. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting. So I have like a little asterisk here. And, and I, someone talked about a study, but <laughs> I don't have the, you know, again, I'm just trying to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> um, linguistically. The child learns that from the father because the father is always speaking one level above of what the child is aware of. Okay. And so this has been proven over studies and and things that mothers more naturally speak to a kid on the level that they're at. Yes. Where a dad is a little removed. A little. And it's often why I think moms think after a dad says something, they have no idea what you're saying. You didn't, you didn't bring that to their level. But that's part However, of the training because now the training. they are learning linguistic behavior from you. Yeah. And it sort of just happens naturally. Yeah. Which is, I just found that to be mm. like, oh, that's so, so cool. Um, uh, one thing that I wrote down because a lot of the people there, you know, they have sons or they have sons and daughters. You know, I'm just a guy with, with dad, with girls. So, yeah. you know, uh, what, how am I training them? Because I was like, does most of the training for these women in my family my daughters come on, are fall, they, on me. fall on you mm. to train them what it looks like to be a godly woman mm-hmm. who follows Jesus and, and, a, and a good mother and all this kind of stuff. Right. And so, and I've heard this before, uh, Meg Meeker and Strong Daughters, Strong Fathers kind of says something similar to this. 
that a, a good father is giving their daughters an example of the type of man they want to marry. Yeah. Which yeah. is so intimidating, <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's why you'll see that sort of like vicious cycle of a, a, a girl with a deadbeat dad or a abusive yes. dad ends up marrying someone very similar because that that happens because that's the example what that they know they, they've been given. Mm-hmm. And so as dads, as fathers there, especially with daughters, I mean, we have a huge responsibility if we have sons or daughters, yes, but absolutely. there is this extra element of think about who you want your daughters to marry mm-hmm. and are you being that man? Mm-hmm. Whew. That'll wreck you. <laughs> um, uh, and so one of the things he talked about is like, we're embracing the differences between our daughters and sons. And so he, Jeremy does this with his daughters. He goes, I want you, you know, you women have a natural pre- predisposition <laughs> to beautify things. Mm, yeah. And so he will walk around his house with his daughters and say, I want you to beautify this home. Oh, and, and asks for their opinion yeah. and their ideas. That's so sweet. And with his sons, he'll walk around the yard and say, okay, what are we doing with our land? Yeah. And I just love that. Yeah. You know, um, and that's sort of like what we talked about the home the other week where it was the house is sort of the amusement park of your yeah yeah of family's your family. culture yeah and you know not that your kids get full you know full say right, yeah and that otherwise every wall would be pink or have a rainbow on it or a yeah unicorn. or a slide coming yeah. out of it or whatever <laughs> but i do think that giving your kids some freedom to be open and honest with things like that yeah is super valuable and would yeah. have such a huge impact on their little hearts that their art is on the wall or that the way that they, their likes and dislikes matter when it comes to that kind of a thing. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, I felt that as a kid growing up. Like, could I paint my room any color? You know, something yeah. crazy? Like, no, but I was definitely given, especially as I got older, you know, like creative dominion or whatever, yeah. if you will, over at least my, my little room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ended with this. We have to call our daughters to be daughters and embrace the gender distinction at a high level. And if mm. anything's getting attacked by culture right now, it's that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so as believers, you need to know, what do you believe? Yeah. Where do you stand on that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so again, this is three things we learn about fathers through Abraham. The first is training. So all that was under training. Mm. Um, and then the second thing, which this one sort of kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not some deep biblical scholar or theologian. I've said that before. Right. So I'm like, yeah, if Jeremy says it, it's probably true. <laughs> uh, the fathers create the culture of radical hospitality in our home. Mm. In Genesis 18, we have a story that completely transforms the idea of hospitality. We do not have a culture about father-led radical hospitality. Hospitality is a thousand percent on... Yes. It, culturally, it's on the women in the house. Yes. Get ready, plan the event, cook for the event, do the event clean up for the event. Do the thing, yeah. And Jeremy is like, that is not biblical. It's not a biblical idea. We have totally mm. manufactured that. Now, um, and he was like talking about how he loves when guys get into like cooking and grilling because there's just an element that that produces sort of radical hospitality in the home that like, yeah. I'm over for burgers and grill and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, it gives them a, it's a <clears throat> specifically the grill. It's a way for the, for men to kind of take ownership of, 
let's invite people over and I can make, I can make that happen. And I can, it's a, I think often with, especially with food, I think guys don't feel very equipped. Yeah. But I, here's what I think is interesting. And this sort of broke out into a conversation while we were, while we were talking about this topic. If a guy is having friends over, okay, he puts so little pressure on himself. Right. It is chill. The burger, the food's probably not even cooked mm-hmm. before, when before they arrive. people arrive. Right. It becomes sort of this like, oh, can you put ice in the cooler? And, and, and mm-hmm. there's something very hospitable about that, that we've lost with sort of the perfect manicured. Well, you're inviting the, per- the people in, in that scenario, you're inviting them in to be part of this thing you're all doing together. Yes. Instead of come over at five to show up for the show I'm going to put on for yes. you. Yes. And women put them, put that on themselves. Yes. And so they're- And culture. And culture. I absolutely. Mean, and so- Friggin' well, Martha Stewart magazine and yeah, everything so we're we read everywhere about, is like how to be the best host yeah. and how to do this. And, and so we're talking about this and, and mm. Jeremy's like oftentimes, because they do usually, I think they do one big Shabbat dinner a month. Okay. He's like, we haven't even started the food when people come over because we big want, meaning it's including other people, including or, other people. Okay. Or they do one sort of, I, I kind of forget. Yeah. And he's like, and I'll tell April to sit on the couch with her friends mm. and all the guys, I'll tell them all to come in the kitchen and we'll start grilling and cooking and cutting potatoes and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I love that. Right. I think that I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. But that's not the way we're told to have parties. No. And I've lived in an environment where that's not the way we've had parties. Right. You know, that they 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 bring out a level of stress in my mom mm-hmm. that I don't think is necessary. And I think that stress would be eliminated completely if we if my dad and sons and sons had this had been taught and learned yeah. this radical hospitality being the father's one of the father's main responsibilities. Mm, yeah. And that is, that was, it was mind blowing to us. Yeah. At least yeah. especially to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he, cause he, Jeremy lived in Israel for a while. He said he had this, this memory of this guy doing the Shabbat dinner for like huge amount of families. Yeah. And he's standing up there and he's like the master of the feast. And yeah. Jeremy was just like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, we don't do that. No, culturally, no, culturally not at all. that that's not done at all. And what would the church look like? What would our communities look like if mm. it was, if we were, if men were stepping up to be masters of the feast, yes. uh, you know, for lack of a better term and inviting families in and celebrating them with joyful Thanksgiving, it would feel like Thanksgiving yeah. without sort of the stress of it. Mm-hmm. And it would happen more regular and it would happen at big levels. And then at small levels, it would happen with one other family or maybe two other families. Yeah. Um, this one definitely rocked me a little bit in terms of, how can I do this? I'm I'm not naturally predisposed pre disposition disposition to like cooking and yeah. that sort of stuff. And so right. there needs to be sort of a mental shift for me. Mm. And then I just need to find how it works for me. Right. What does so it look like? What for does you? it look like for me? And I told Brooke the other day, I said, if I could play music as loud as I wanted, I think and mm-hmm. while I cook, I think I'd get into cooking. And yeah. what a weird little thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um uh, radical hospitality is people tasting and seeing the kingdom of God. Ministry is always happening through the house. If there isn't radical hospitality, it's a result of the father not stepping up. Mm. So like, maybe you don't have thoughts on this, but like, I I actually enjoy cooking. I like to yes. cook. I like to cook for other people. And so where does that fall in 
fall into it all because like I I don't exclusively want to sit on the couch because one yeah. of my gifts is yeah. cooking. I think where it falls is us being more open to like, and this is where rhythms really have helped us yeah. is most people feel like they can't have people over because their life feels sort of like a squirrely hurricane of mm-hmm. what, what are we doing next? You know, yeah. sort of kind of clinging to the life raft. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel that, especially when you have young kids. And so I think how that, how that happens is one, we're, we're always on a team, yeah. you and I. Yeah. And I think it's like a more of a mindset that, hey, we are going to be a place, our home, our yeah. outpost or whatever, right. is going to be a place where people can taste and see the kingdom of God. What right. does that look like for us? Right. Does it look like a big dinner once a month? Does it look like having friends over once a month? Yeah. Does it look like having people, like allowing people to stay in our house while we're not here because of yeah. where we live? And, and, and I think it just takes sort of like, a conversation and you know again well it's like it's it's yeah i guess the reverse engineering of that is that like you as the father like you're involved and if anything you're you're spearheading it spearheading it absolutely totally and so it's not this like oh it's all on me to figure out what friends we're gonna have over for dinner and then make the whole dinner and then do the cleaning if i care to do it and and blah 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 blah, blah, and put on a show yeah (laughs) yeah And and that's where it comes like you know again you are an excellent cook you're very talented at it and so for us, I think radical hospitality with friends coming over to for dinner mm-hmm. probably looks like you cooking and me entertaining, talking, asking questions, engaging with people. Yes. Because that's that's a stronger suit for me. Absolutely. And they'll is. feel like radical hospitality was presented to them yes. when both those things happen. Yes. And so if you have two introverts, it might be a little bit more of a challenge, but right. you also might just be like, no, we're stepping up because we want people to taste and see the kingdom of God. Mm. And that's what we're going to do. And so for yeah. four hours tonight, so I'm going to be guess- as extroverted as possible and <laughs> ask all the questions and be engaged. And then I'm not going to talk for anybody for three days. Right. I think uh, like going with the reverse engineering, it's sort of like if I think if you wanted to know what radical hospitality would look like specifically in your home, in your marriage, it would, I think a great place to start would be to like talk about or write down or whatever, like your individual gifts, because Mm -hmm. you having conversations with people and being able to keep that going and keep things like not lighthearted in a sense of like, I don't want to go deep, don't go there, but just like keeping things joyful that is truly one of your gifts and so that's one of my favorite things you could bring into the radical hospitality i don't necessarily want you outside alone at the grill no you know what i mean because like and again (laughs) i'm not saying you can't grill i'm just saying that like i actually think someone coming into our home to experience this radical hospitality with the gifts you and I have been given and then we got married to each other. That's what it would look like. Yeah. And, what you just described. And, and that'll be different for every couple. And if I, but, but I do believe that it falls on me yeah. to lead our family there. And right. I don't think I have over the last few years mm. for, for, you know, we, we could list all the reasons and I won't, mm-hmm. but it is the rest of the podcast. Yeah. I had hurt my foot and then have a ablution on it and hands up. It was hands up. Um, <laughs> But I do believe if I was more, not forceful, but just more adamant that I wanted our home to be a place. even excited about. Yeah, excited about, that's a better word, uh, of radical hospitality, we would have definitely had more people over this year. Oh, for sure. And and so there is this mm-hmm. element where, you know, it falls on the fathers. Mm, and yeah. and then, you know, Jeremy was like, you know, obviously so, so many of you guys are in a season of little kids and, and 
and I would, he was basically being like, don't be too hard on yourself in that season. Yeah. It definitely is something is that you grow that into. In. Yeah. And he, he talked about how, like when his kids were all older, them sort of helping set the table and helping with dishes and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff just sort of changed. You know, they went from having, yeah, he told the story. He was like, we tried it, we tried having people over once a week. And well, that's a lot. It was too much. Mm-hmm. And then we realized it was because we were trying Thursday and then Friday we were having our Shabbat. Mm. And so it's like we switched it to Wednesday and all of a sudden it was, oh, this is easy. They just needed. And then, and so they've learned and they've kind of tinkered with it along. And so I think they have people over three times a week now. That's. Which is just, doesn't that that excite you though? It, well, (laughs) not, not. Yes and no, because. It doesn't because you're an introvert. But it does when I think about the big picture, the long term, the, the the 10,000 foot view of all that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but right now in the season with little kids yeah. and just the, like, I, you know, it's a muscle I haven't practiced like yeah. that. And so I feel a little like, that feels like a lot of heavy lifting, Yeah. but, but that's you why you grow into somewhere. it. Yeah. Start by, you know, start with the five pounders. Yeah. It's going for bulk. Right. It's going for, <laughs> so, so a five pound would be like somebody that I'm so comfortable with. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to invite them over for dinner. Yeah. Not the, not the pastor or the person that I am just like, but I, I, think I don't why know you as well. <laughs> radical hospitality is, is so valuable is that when we picture ourselves in heaven, mm. we are not in our homes alone. We are with right. the, we are part of the bride of Christ mm-hmm. gathering together and just. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's an element of like, if we're trying to bring heaven to earth, I think radical hospitality and engaging with your community regularly is yeah. part of that. Yeah. And and I think a lot of times culturally, yeah, we've said, oh no, it's you know, for my mental health or whatever, we've we've <laughs> decided that we can't ever do anything with anybody yeah. because I'm an introvert or because of this or this and this yeah. and this and this. And and we don't follow culture, we follow Christ. And so yes. what does he call us to do? What is the archetype that he's given us d- did in the past? Mm-hmm. Should we be sort of more following that line of yeah. thinking rather than this sort of yeah. like we well, yeah. I mean, you said it. Like, if we're to be bringing heaven to earth, then we shouldn't be here in our homes alone. Like, yeah, you know. So, yeah. mm. and then this is the one, and I talked about this. I think the first integrated I think podcast. Maybe. Abraham had a plan for expansion. Can you expand the boundaries in which you have been entrusted, whether that's influence, assets, etc.? Part of being a father is to embrace the idea of what does it look like to grow. Mm. Lots of diversity. Uh, diversifying in that growth. What does the the baton pass look like to June, Sunny, and Daisy? Right, to your kids. Judge yourself with sober judgment in terms of like, what's your skill set? What can you do well? What are your talents and abilities? Um, right, <laughs> right. If you're like the least handiest person of all time and all that kind of stuff stresses you out, maybe don't expand into flipping houses. <laughs> yeah. I only want <laughs> Might to- Might not ex- be for you. I only want to expand to the ability of my leadership and I need to have so sober judgment about that. Mm. It's okay to say that's way beyond me. I don't have the skill for that. Um, and Shabbat, through the practice of Sabbath and Shabbat dinner, we bless our kids to go beyond what we can do. And again, mm. we always talk about our kids are becoming who we are. Yeah. Sleeping at Last has that song that you know. I hope my ceiling is your floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we want. Yeah. Uh, thinking about expansion in, in the light and darkness way. The expansion in the way is to kill darkness and bring light. So as we Mm. expand as followers of Jesus, as we expand 
let's say our dominion over an area or right. uh, our influence in a town or our influence at a job. I mean, right. if you start in the warehouse, but you're such mm-hmm. a stinking amazing worker that you get hired <laughs> and hired and hired and hired and hired, right. you are bringing light to that place in more ways. Right. You are expanding your area of influence. And See, so- and I love that. To picture your expansion as a light, excuse me, because culturally... Expansion is buy a bigger house. Buy a bigger house. Literally, Make it's, it's like square footage yeah. or just dollars. Yeah. And I, that's just, that's not where it, it can't include that, oh, but that's 100%. Yeah, but like, it's, that. that's not the be all end all no. of an expansion as a believer. But yeah. And so I think, you know, and I, and I, t- I think I, I did talk about this, but I was just sort of wrecked about this idea that like the Lord, kind of put it on your heart for us to move here because it, oh yes how it, it connected of, to our move yeah here. it just was yeah. you know i've been placed in a in an area where it's not as the cost of living is not made life easy easier mm-hmm. here it's right. definitely pushed us to expand yeah expand in our product offering expand in, in the type of things that we want to try in the conversations expand we're having the, yeah and so yeah expansion in every way possible is not easy it's like you know if you, if you want to bulk up and gain a bunch of muscle mass, you know, or actually have muscles for the first time, right. that is not going to be an easy process. There is right. not a pill that, I mean, there's steroids, but even, <laughs> even guys that take steroids, yeah. they still have they to put the work in. Yeah. Steroids. It's not like you just inject your arm and all of a sudden it blows up. Now that's uh, different. Yeah. That does exist. It's terrifying. And so I, I would just challenge, I know we don't have a huge male audience. Right. But we have some. But we have some. Yeah. And, and those of you that are here, I felt super convicted by this because mm-hmm. culture definitely says culture is definitely putting men in the backseat. It's actually just dragging fathers along any mm-hmm. movie you watch, any show you watch it, you know, the, the bad guys, usually the dad, the father, you know, like there's just, there's just no love happening that's for yeah. strong men in this world. Yeah. But currently, yeah. Mm-hmm. God loves strong men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, you were made in his image. Wives love strong men. Yeah. And daughters love strong men yes. and sons love strong men. And we are so vital and important to our families that we can't, and I've been guilty of this, sit in the back seat and wait for expansion to happen. Mm. We have to have a plan for it. Yeah. Just like we have to have a plan to train our kids. And we just like we have to have a plan for radical hospitality. We have to have a plan for our expansion. And it is so intimidating mm. because my biggest fear is that I'll fail. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a failure, so I'm right. just going to sit in the back seat, right? Because here I'm successful, and I don't. But is think... that just choosing a different version of failure? Yes, a thousand percent that is. <laughs> and so, if you're like me, if you're one of those guys that listens, I was like, man, I relate to TJ a lot. I get it. I feel that. Yeah. And, and we've had conversations about that this week. Of just, I know I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. You know. Mm-hmm. And. I think when we step out into who God's called us to and we step out to train our kids and we step out to have this sort of uh, persona of radical hospitality in our mm-hmm. home and we step out to expand, we are not failing. No. If you're doing those three things, you no matter not, the result, you are not, you failing. Are not failing. Yeah. And so mm. um, our expansion is a dedication to be salt and light to the world. And then the last thing he ended with was to celebrate the little micro expansions. Yes. And, and it's so Again, it's going from up here. Yeah. Let's take it all the way back down into the daily. What does it look like? Yeah. And so and celebrating, honestly, so celebrating anything is always great, but celebrating those small things. You know, I'll, I'll share a, a personal story. I know we're 
going long here, but that's fine. Remember when I said, do you think today's episode will be under 40 minutes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, first we had to get through all the wigglies about talking about gender, and now we're here. <laughs> so I, I, this actually just happened this week. So we have been having so many business conversations. And again, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about business. I'm going to relate this back to life. Yeah. So many business conversations about, you know, we, professionalizing our operations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what this purifying our definition of fatherhood is. A little bit, we're yeah. We're professionalizing what it means to be a biblical father. Right. We're, we're adding Professionalizing some, is maybe not the yeah, but exact we're, term, we're, but I get what you're getting, connecting. We're giving it more purpose. Yes, more effort, more thought. And so... More intention. Uh, we're reading this book, um, How to Grow Your Small Business by Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Great book. It's got a great podcast, Business Made Simple. and Great book. Great, great book. Um, <laughs> beautiful book. Great cover. Um, no book is better than the art of the deal. My book. Um, is that actually his book? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's something like that. And I don't know. Let me check my tattoo of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you do not. Oh my word. Tattoo of we him. We have to delete this whole episode now. <laughs> I have a Trump tattoo of him holding his book, oh, which he's on. Right. Smart, smart, so smart. This is like an infinite loop of him holding yes. his book, holding his, his book, book, holding his book. book. Okay. Um, that's a picture of him holding a picture of him holding his book. <laughs> um, anyways, so we're, we're, we're going through this business book, which I've, I've really been challenged by, and we're professionalizing our operations mm-hmm. from a business standpoint, which is very good and very healthy. And this whole time I'm doing it, I'm feeling frustrated, irritated, annoyed with myself that I didn't do this earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, You've been in business for so long and you winged it for so many years. Why didn't you do this earlier? Why aren't mm-hmm. you smart enough? Why can't you do the things when you should do them? Look where you would be if you, you did. the word you just sh- yes. said though? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think what can happen when we hear stuff like this, especially as men. Oh, like everything we just talked yeah, about? That yeah. it feels like a bunch of shoulds. Mm-hmm. You should already be doing this. You should be training your kids. Should have known. You should already be advancing. You should have already had a plan for advancing. You should, 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 should. Yeah. And don't shit all over me. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, and, and so I would just encourage you that, like I did this week to myself, I, you know, I kind of pooped on my own parade and I was really frustrated <laughs> with myself. And, and I was telling Brooke that I was just like, I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. I, in this regard, you are not a failure, but if this is convicting to you, it means that, hey, it's time to step up. Mm. And I felt like the business book was convicting to me. And so it's it's now time to step up. And that's why this whole year, my word of the year is activate because yeah. there has definitely been a deactivation of harder things in mm. my life. And this last year, starting with my fitness, yeah. has led to me realizing, no, life is too short I have been given too much responsibility with a wife and a family and kids and ability or whatever. And I have, am, I, I can't deactivate. Mm. I need to be activated, but activating takes plans. Yeah. We can't just say, okay, I'm going to go do, I'm going to go do expansion. <laughs> I'm doing it right. Right. Like we need to plan it and we need to step through those plans and then we need to celebrate when good things happen. So yesterday yeah. in the garage with Brooke feeling frustrated, I celebrated the fact that, hey, should have done this sooner. Yeah. You know, because that is a lesson that we need to learn. Yeah. And so it's going to push me along the path mm. 
because I, I don't want to ever feel like that again. Right. I don't want to ever feel like I don't have a plan for expansion. I don't want to mm. feel like I'm not training my kids. I don't want to feel like radical hospitality isn't part of my home. I don't like that feeling. Right. Because there's something that just. There's a disconnect there. You feel like it, 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 there's a better way. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think what culture says is your way, whatever it is, whatever you've made up, whatever you say, however you want to be is the better way. And mm -hmm. there's, we can all tell by the people online that mm -hmm. that's not working. I mean, people <laughs> are losing their marbles yeah. and they, right. and it's obvious. And so I think what we need to do is just be a little bit more challenging to ourselves. Well, it's that sober judgment yeah. that I feel like it was you just mentioned. Yeah. Just have sober judgment about where you are, but don't stay there. And, and yes, and then where you want to go yeah, or where, be. Where or you feel you like the Lord is leading you, where you yeah. feel like your skills will be, you know, like where where you'll be the moon reflecting his glory back, like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And and I just, I don't know. I just, I know we got all over the places. Yeah. But I. Well, yeah. I mean, as believers, so it's like, who are we? We're created in the image of God. Done. <laughs> Done so. Moving on. <laughs> easy to, that's easy to wrap my right, head right Yeah, now. sure. Uh, so no, totally. No, pr no problem. Um, but then like our purpose is to bring glory to him. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many ways we can do that. Yep. And that's where it does start to get like, th that's where we're all united as believers. Like that are, that everybody's purpose is to bring glory and like reflect it back to him. But then that looks different yeah. for so many of us. And fatherhood is one big area that you get to do that glorifying in. And that's where like, there are some better ways. Yeah. And those ways have not been, people have not been kind to those ways in the last 40 years. And so, or they're even not always being talked about currently. Yeah. There's not really being talked about currently. Yeah. <laughs> and so it takes diving into effort. this kind of stuff and effort yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, for it's those good. guys listening, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, I think the long way to the well, but I just, that's what I feel. I just feel this sort of, when I heard this, it was like this pressure. Yeah. Of just, wow. I've not done, the, I've not been professionalizing my operation. So mm. have I been wasting time? And there's an element mm. of that that's sort of true. Yeah. You may have. I may right. have. Right. But that doesn't mean I get, I should continue. You get derailed and, and no, never. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that really has been my focus lately is like, I'm not going to let bad decisions I've made or things that I hadn't focused on in the past derail my future. Yes. I'm going to just course correct and yeah. try to be, you know, sanctified more and more by the Holy Spirit and correct and correct and correct and correct. Mm. Because I'll, 10 years from now, I'll feel the same way mm -hmm. it, to, to a degree. I'll say, right. hey, oh, I should have done this 10 years ago. Right. <sighs> That's what you're learning. Yeah. Then. I mean, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> and so just stay if the course. If I had course. known in high school what I know now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's still been a dumb high schooler. <laughs> I think my SAT score would have been identical. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> SATs, did you forget about those? I did. I only took them once. I took them twice and I don't remember anything about them either time. Worse or better the second time? I think it was worse the second time. Oh, that adds up. That adds up. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Well, on that note, my friends. Uh, thank you for being a part of sort of this unpacking conversation as we you know, weave through the different topics that we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to chat more about it, go to the community page. It's in the show notes. Yeah. I think that's it for today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us part of your week. 
Okay, okay I, love I love you. Bye. bye. Oh no. <laughs>